0: Hey guys! Welcome to the Tech People Podcast. My name is Ken Coyne. I'm your host and founder as well as Head of Technology at Ops Talent. I believe at the heart of any success story are the people who made it happen. Diversity, creativity and innovation, when nurtured in people, can lead to an unbeatable formula. I created this podcast to share the experiences of some truly inspirational leaders on their journey to success. Enjoy the show! Hey guys and welcome back to the show, it is your host Ken Coyne here and today I'm very excited to share our recent Hackathon experience that took part on with the Institute of Project Managers Association which is short for IPMA. I would firstly like to thank the IPMA for asking me to co-chair the event along with Marisa Silva and Raji Silverman. Now a hackathon is traditionally associated with tech and software development where you get a bunch of developers together in a room to collaborate on a project. Normally, it can last up to 24 or 48 hours. Well, we took that team and we did a slight variation. We got a group of project managers to focus on the team of self-organization, which I believe is very relevant in the current environment as we move from more working and trust in our people to deliver. Now, we gave these groups seven topics to choose from all around self-organization and asked them to define the problem, solution, and how to deliver that solution. Today, I'm delighted to talk with the winning team to share their experience and what they've learned on this really exciting journey. So we've got Eric Manson, Eva Soweta, uh, Joukowsky, I'm trying to do my best here with the pronunciations. Good. We've got Birgit Jenser, and unfortunately we're missing Slovak Vakrak, uh, but um, he couldn't make it, so we're going to walk ahead with the rest of the team. So welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So let's start. Could we start with brief introductions? Just tell us who you are and a bit about yourself. We can start with you, uh, Bridge.
1: Yeah, sure. Thanks, Ken. First of all, um, a yeah, big thank you to you for having us today here and getting the chance to share our great experience with the Hackathon. <laughs> My name is Birgit Genzer. I'm um, located in Frankfurt, Germany. I'm married with three teenage children. And I'm a passionate project manager. I started my career in IT project management in the early 90s. And for, let's think, for three years now, I'm an IPMA member and facing my Level B certification. Since February this year, I'm employed at AppDynamics Cisco Systems as a resource and project manager. So and I was, I must say, thrilled to join the hackathons and I... I believe I get the chance later to speak more about that.
0: Brilliant. Excellent. Thank you.
2: Eva. Uh, Hello, everybody. I'm Eva Sajnka Dzączkowska. I'm located in Warsaw. Um, I'm kind of, you know, a hybrid person, but being academic and also practitioner. So I started um, uh, in the late uh, 90s my career, mostly with uh, working with consultancy uh, on IT projects. And uh, I worked for some big four companies. After 15 years, I, I switched to academia, which is quite untypical. And I'm working for more than five years on Warsaw School of Economics and teaching uh, IT project management, international project management, also researching on agile and self-organization recently. This is my background.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Eva.
2: And finally, over to
0: you, Eric.
3: Yes, thank you, Ken. I'm Eric Manson, Swedish National, but I've stayed out of Sweden for the last 20 plus year or 25 years as an expat. And I'm based currently in Frankfurt, Germany. I came here because of the European Central Bank, and I've been a practitioner most of my life. And my biggest product experience was... Uh, when I was a program manager for the single-europe payment area, which was the introduction of Vic and I, the European payment system, which was quite a challenge. And for 20 years, I've also been involved uh, actively in IPMA, and just very recently, since this year's changed career, and now moved into academic full speed. So I'm a a teacher, a lecturer in product management.
0: Maybe it's a new trend, is it academia, away from the old private world? Listen, as you know, we had seven topics to choose from. So each group, you had a decision to make first when we started the hackathon. So what was the topic to choose? So can I ask you, I mean, the topic, first of all, just what was the topic and why you choose that? And feel free to jump in, please, any member of the team to ask that question.
1: I chose motivation and capabilities of individuals towards self-organization because it's an extremely important topic. Facing the current situation of COVID-19, in my eyes, it has become even more important to individuals, teams, and companies So than, than it was ever before that time. So it was always important, but now it's, um, yeah, it caught my curiosity and I was so interested in our work results um, because of this high topicality of the subject. That's why oh. I chose it.
0: Thanks, Roger. Anyone else need to add anything on to that for
1: why they went to that subject?
2: Actually, I chose it because uh, it was in line with my recent research and I was presenting a paper on it. That's why I was thinking maybe I will just, you know, check what other people think on that topic. I was very much digging recently in how startup works, how uh, entrepreneurs set up the companies. And I realized that it has a lot of to do with Self organization and you need a particular mindset of being motivated towards self organization. So I also realized during my agile transition research that in large organization, it is not always the case that people are self motivated because uh, I spot a lot of times the expression, you know, people need some kind of control and even startups told me that I would but when the company grows, not everybody is able to self-organize and you need some kind of soft control mechanisms. So it was interesting for me just to dig deeper into that.
0: Very interesting. Thank you for sharing that. And maybe let's move on to you had to define an issue, a solution, and then you go about, you know, finding a solution. Maybe Eric, could you tell us, I mean, define what was the issue you defined uh, and the solution that we can from there?
3: Yeah, it took us quite some time actually to find what is the problem we are are going to solve. And uh, because we came from it from very different um, aspects uh, and to find out what we are going to speak about. And I think this was in itself a very good discussion. It boiled down to that. uh, It's quite a complex environment and we need to first structure ourselves to to understand where are the problems that which level are the problems. Mm. So this was actually how we. Led on to uh, finding a solution, but we we came up with a kind of navigator if you think are thinking about doing a self organization does it really fit you uh, when will it fit you and for what purpose yeah, and
0: in relation to those results, then I mean could you define exactly what that solution is just in a bit more detail for us
1: I think the first approach we we found out of was we need to to understand why people Organisation teams want to self-organize? What is the motivation? So that's where we came from. And then we developed quite quickly in our discussion that it's not an easy, easy question to answer. So we came up with this brilliant idea from Slavak with the self-organization assessment model. Okay. So first we need to assess where self-organization has the potential to add value to add value to myself as an individual, to add value to the team, and to add value to the company. So first we need to assess where are we and where where do we want to go? What's the benefit? What's the value? So that's where we started. And from there, we, maybe Eva, you can contribute because you came up with, we have to be agile and does culture and values support <laughs> this agile mindset? Yes, it's a big perspective of this. Mm. So.
2: Yeah, I, I would maybe maybe summarize that we define that we have actually a multi-level perspective here. We have a perspective of an individual. Am I willing to organize? Am I the proper person to, to work in such a mode? Uh, the second level is kind of, you know, um, thinking as a team. So do we have uh, the boundaries, the rules set up to, to self-organize? Do we have the right motivation system behind this self-organizing? And the third level would be the organization. So in which part of the organization it is necessary or viable level to, or, to self, self-organize, maybe not in each part of the organization. Maybe there are some, for example, R&D, new product development, maybe some IT uh, projects, but uh, maybe not in compliance, maybe not in, in strict financial department. Yes. Yeah? So when we have our uh, procedures and rules and hierarchy. So we were thinking to you know that you have to first of all answer a lot of questions, maybe first on the strategic level, uh, top management level, and then kind of stroll it down to the lower level to, to, of the organization. And that's why we, we were thinking that we need the diagnosis first and also different approaches for different areas of the organization. So uh, we uh, built the solution around the concept, you know, of, of this, uh, Self-organization navigator, which would be the, the comprehensive tool for assessment, evaluation, and then coming up with some nice design solution for for uh, you know each team or maybe each part of, of the organization. So it was our thinking behind designing this proposal.
0: Awesome, and I'll be honest, I was very impressed what you came up with in that short period of time. I mean, you you one day to pick a team. Yeah. Right, another day to pick a topic, I mean, you two days to actually deliver and define the problem, deliver a solution and how you deliver it. So really well done guys, it was excellent and the presentation was really, really good. Talk to us about a hackathon experience. For me, that was a first, definitely. I mean, I've done hackathons before. It was more, one, very tech-focused, uh, two, was normally you'd have all the people in one room together. And it's always a big debate about, can you do this together virtually? So tell us about your experience, you know, coming together, bringing the team together, organizing the meetings, the tools. Was it a big challenge? Did it
3: work well? Feel free to jump in because I'm really excited to learn about your experience on this. I can take a start. I was <laughs> completely new to Hackathon. So okay. my main motivation was to, to try this experience. Okay. And uh, frankly, at first, uh, the first few hours, it was quite a frustrating experience because it mm-hmm. took very long time before we could get down to work just to find a common platform uh, in different time zones, uh, limitation of technology, or whatever. But from overall perspective, what I know today uh, and what I did not know in the beginning, that we could achieve so much in so short time once we understood this format and were able to work, self-organize ourselves. And the solution we came to was because we needed to understand this area ourselves. So, so this forced us to develop. So I was really happy with the format because the, it was really no one in the lead on bossing around, but we had all times out for different work reasons or emergencies, whatever. But the work continued all the time. Uh, and you felt very motivated and trusted that your colleagues would have moved ahead. And you were excited to come back and uh, take <laughs> over where they, they left.
1: <laughs> we didn't lose anybody on the way. Oh, did we? Oh, I think we did. <sighs>
3: did we? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, the, the, it was the, so uh, much fun. Yeah, it really was. Because of time issues, that it was in the wrong time zone. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, just for the
0: listeners, it was an international hackathon we people from all over the world taking part. So it was maybe more interesting to try and get people to work around one time zone, um, because the plan was that we'd be in one location, and then of course of COVID we had to change that plan. So that was interesting. So would you, but but you said it was a lot of fun.
1: Tell us about it. Oh, yes, definitely. Oh my god, I loved it. I loved it from the beginning <laughs> to the end, and. I mean, we are all project manager. We, we are all experienced. And um, so it should be a jiffy for us just to get self organized. And well, I set up a WebEx, somebody else set up a Zoom and we had, we used Slack and then we decided to watch which tools you need to choose. So we had our own little project to set up being all project managers, which was great, you know. And then at some point we thought, okay, we lost some people on our way. Are we, is our team full? Is this it? Is it not? And then we felt like guinea pigs of the IPMA. So we just thought, okay, guys, this must be part of the challenge. So this Uh, is our first step to self-organize ourselves. So, yeah, I loved it. I I was surprised that Eric replied first because I feared of what he said. Because (laughs) he, he and me were sometimes sitting for 15 minutes just waiting for people and nobody came.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, for one. me, the,
2: the, there was a challenge that we uh, were actually doing some other stuff on parallel. I had another conference running. Um, Swabek had something something to do, and uh, Birgit was on a project, and we just had to spot some, you know, free spots in our time schedule to mm. meet. Yeah, and we were just, you know, struggling with that. Um This was a challenge uh, for sure, and I was also a uh, kind of, you know strange for me that we don't have a kind of instruction how to do it, yes? Yeah. We have to figure out when to meet, how to meet, what kind of challenge we want to pick from our lots of ideas we had. So I think it was really challenging, really really a self-organizing experience for me, yeah? Actually, I'm, I, I'm, I got used to, to running uh, ideation workshops with my students, so it was yeah. not completely new for me because I'm working with design thinking and this design-based approach while well, educating. But, uh, you know, this one was something different. It was on the international scale, and it mm-hmm. was virtual. And it's much more difficult when you are not present, when you are not, you know, co-located. Yeah, very
0: interesting. And, you know, you have experience of doing this in the real world, and now you do it as a virtual world. Do you think both can still work together, or do you with the need that... Real world experience when I generating those ideas
2: for me it was uh, much more difficult to uh, in this virtual world yes okay. but because but finally I found it a very interesting way on how I can use this for example for teaching purposes yes so I can let students self-organize as well yeah so for me it was like kind of you know insight. That it's uh, it's a kind of good um, experience, a good approach how to work in a virtual way, problem solving. Yeah, so you just give people some challenge, and they they, they will self organize somehow. Yeah. I th- I think very it was very important in this
1: case that we everybody of us was highly motivated and engaged, and that's that's the important thing with self organizing, and that's why it worked, and that's why we. Produce such such a great result.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's a great point, Richard. Tell us something. You are project manager.
3: Sorry, one more point on this virtual experience. Uh, so in the beginning, uh, I thought it was also second best because of uh, all the issues we faced. But now, in hindsight, when I reflect back, I think it's actually added something that, uh, that we no. I no longer see the. Uh, first, best, always to uh, meet face to face, and and virtually is second because it's different uh, perspective, and mm-hmm. we would not have been able to bring together this kind of diverse expertise uh, from across the world uh, like this if we had to <clears throat> to travel around and uh, find the people. So there are it's more much more agile uh, way of working.
0: Yeah, brilliant. So how did you go about? I mean, obviously, all project managers. Did somebody kind of take the lead or you kind of just kept, you kept collaborating and doing it (laughs) for beginners? I'm asking some difficult questions here. No one
3: wanted to take the lead. Uh, uh,
1: (laughs) But I think I lost the patience in the beginning. So I just said, okay, let's do this. I set up a Webex meeting and I invited everybody and checked and just, um, yeah, took over in the beginning. And then if I said, oh yeah, you're great. You do that. And then it was like a discussion how we, we set it all up. But then during the project, we thought it would be great if it... Of course, we have a project leader who sets up the meeting, but it would be Mm -hmm. great if this is a collaboration of a team. And that's why we decided to present it that way. So we didn't have one presenter or one project leader in front. It was a team effort. And we decided to present our results as well as a team.
2: Yeah, this is a very interesting point, Birgit, because at the beginning... I had the impression that nobody from us would like to take the lead. Yeah, I am a little bit busy and you were a little bit busy. So we were kind of trying to withdraw a little bit. But afterwards, when we realized that the work is going quite, uh, but we are progressing and becoming more and more involved, we decided at the end that everybody will be presenting. Yeah, so because it will be showing the best uh, our teamwork. Yeah? yeah. So it was interesting exactly. development. Yeah. yeah from yeah. the beginning, we were kind of not very sure and we were, I had the impression the energy was not, uh, at high level. And at the end, everybody was sure we are good prepared, well prepared and everybody wants to have the contribution to say something. Yeah. It was like kind of demo day. Yeah. I had the impression that when you, we are talking about startups or um, scrum approach. Yeah. So. I think it
3: captures very well the experience that I also had that we were all a bit defensive in the beginning. We wanted someone to have a clear lead and then we were able to contribute. Someone else to pre- present and we would support. But after we got into it, we all got so excited that we all took joint leadership and we all wanted to be present and be present. So all these other <laughs> limitations before, uh, we just pushed away because this became in itself uh, a shared experience in a shared product that we wanted to bring to the end together.
0: Yeah, awesome. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. awesome. So how I mean how did you brainstorm? How did that work? Did oh, that was fun too.
1: Yeah. So to, I mean from defining the problem to defining a solution. How did that work? I think that was the best part, wasn't it? <laughs> because we yeah, like we just threw stuff in, you know, it started the the discussion started right from the beginning and we approached it we had different ideas approached it from what we had in our heads. And I just started typing down everything, you know, yeah. like a brainstorm. That's how we did it, basically. So after, I don't know, an hour or one and a half hours, we had a huge list of input. And um, then, then I had to, had to back out because of, you know, business stuff. Right. And then, then Eva and Eric took over. I said, okay, let's, you know, sort this. Where, where are we? And once I came back, I thought, oh my God, you're amazing! What have you done in between? You know, <laughs> <laughs> this is <laughs> this is what I said. It's a, it was a team effort, a team. Or yeah. well, maybe Eva, Eric, you can contribute with the regarding the
3: brainstorming session we had. Well, what I do I you think about did that? this balance between throwing up ideas uh, and, on the other hand, some of the team being able to analyze, categorize, map, so that this work together seamlessly. That from all these ideas, we narrow down, narrow down. We could all agree on this. Okay, these are the categories. Now this is the scope. And and here we decide this is our project. And we move with that.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I think uh, uh, a great contribution was from from, uh, Swavek because he came up with a couple of ready slides. Yeah, he came up with uh, some grid. You know, it was actually a ready solution and we just renamed it and uh, adjusted it Yeah, to the to our needs. So uh, I brought, uh, as a last slide, the next step slide, because I was thinking maybe, um, because we were looking at the criteria of assessment, I was thinking maybe it's good when we do a little bit, you know, project management thinking of the implementation. Yes, so we actually merged the ideas of mine. Birgit was very much uh, helpful with the coordination and writing down. So I think it was like, you know, it is difficult to say that we had a, week project manager or leader in that project everybody was uh, taking over some stuff and uh, it was uh, really i think self-organizing
0: how about uh, i mean Carlos, you know you, you mentioned uh, but you're, you're writing stuff down obviously was it a work, what collaboration tools did you use was it like a word office word or what do you you send it to your email how do that work
1: the outcome was supposed to be a, a PowerPoint presentation. So that's, no. that's why we set up a presentation up straight from the beginning. And yeah. uh, that's how we did it. And then we, we all worked on that presentation. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. okay. So immediately that's you started we it. working based on the
3: presentation. So you yeah, didn't exactly. have a big work at the end. You would actually yeah, do a exactly. presentation. Yeah. No, 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 no. It, okay. it was this, uh, the visual, uh, platform that we had always a slide, a, a visual in front of us with figures, uh, grids and different symbols that we looked at the same picture. So like if we take this grid that was developed, the first version that came up for that one, whatever, was very far from where we ended up, but then we had something to start with. We had something there, take something away, but that's not work. So it was this ability to uh, to always be on the same page and decide together what do we add and in the end, you cannot say it was one or the other who influenced more or less, because it was this dynamic that the, the collective intelligence came to play uh, together with the visuals. And
0: tell us, I mean, lessons learned. What would you say are the lessons learned from this experience? First time doing a hackathon virtual. What did you learn from I mean, What would you say are kind of the key lessons learned?
2: I would say if you have a very limited time, it's maybe good to write everything down yeah just let your brain work and don't discuss too much about you know analysis of a problem a role division or you know how we will be organizing we simply jumped up you know and it was i think quite helpful yeah that uh, we started to prototype from the beginning the final presentation yeah it was it was just emerging the product was emerging we're not you know planning a lot yeah
3: Okay, cool. Brilliant. Yeah, one possibility would be to have, a, maybe at the beginning, a facilitator. Not necessarily part of the team, but okay. to check in with and, and uh, check to get some tips. So not okay. to be bound with it, but I okay. think we could save some time there to uh, understand uh, what were the tools and uh, what were we expected to do and so on. That Even if it was written uh, okay. beforehand and so on, but uh, we did not have time or uh, I did not have time enough to it, yeah,
0: yeah. To review it and of the course, uh, yeah, then go in and actually put into practice the course of two completely different things.
3: Yeah. So even small things like uh, up to the very last moment we were unclear about what were the deadlines and were different. <laughs> uh, was it twelve today or three o'clock or whatever? <laughs> which, quite important of course in project. Yeah. it was like, so busy running everyone. So uh, and then so these things could have been declared, okay, this is uh, <laughs> the scope, the deadline uh, yeah, yeah. we would help
0: distraction.
2: I think what could be also important, uh, and uh, that everybody has got some private space that we can, you know, work a little bit on our own. Mm. It helped me, for example, to sort out my thinking when I was working on my own on the problem. Yeah. So I did, uh, for example, for myself, a ideation session with some idea generation and uh, put it together and sent to people. Yeah. So it allows also for this parallel work, yeah. so it's just quite good. You can do it in your separate time, when you have free time, and you can commit yourself to deliver by by eight o'clock, for example, and it, it's also useful. Then everybody shares the input, your yeah. input, can compare with the input, and I think it's uh, it much, uh, moves the work forward, and uh, yeah, for everybody.
0: Great point. What I'm learning is a couple of key things that definitely standing out in terms of self-organization. But you mentioned earlier motivation. People have to be motivated. They want to Definitely, deliver. Yeah. That's the big one. I mean, flexibility. I think is another interesting one. But also, someone to reach out to and coordinate with else is key as well when it comes to self-organization. Like you mentioned earlier, someone to, to jump in with, or even at the start to
3: guide you uh, along the journey. Would you say there's any other
0: kind of points you've learned
3: in this self-organization journey? For me, motivation uh, is clear, but it's now also more pronounced for me that maturity is also part of it. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't believe it would work so well with uh, immature people uh, that right. needed to be guided. That, uh, so. Yeah, so that's yeah. also, and this I, I felt in the team, that is the, the common maturity level of the team and the individuals created a baseline that we could work from. Yeah, exactly. Good
2: point. I think um,
1: my lessons learned is that beside from the content that we delivered and the, our results, I found it an absolutely great experience to work on a research project with a team of project experienced, skilled project managers, because normally I'm I'm the project manager of my projects. I, am, I don't have many, you know, other project managers in mm. my project to, um And this was the exciting thing. I learned a lot from my, mm. my team colleagues here. If I came up with this 99 solution method, I've never heard of that before. (laughs) Great, yeah. So, and it was fun. It was really, really fun. Although it was stressful, challenging, it was fun to work with such a motivated team. Yeah, and uh, this won't definitely not my last hackathon. Oh, brilliant. Actually, I'm just intrigued. What what is this
0: 99 solution? (laughs) Could you briefly (laughs) describe it to us?
2: It is a technique for generating a lot of idea. If you want to stretch people and put them in this um, convergent thinking mode, you just let them, you know, be crazy about ideas and really don't stop and don't limit their thinking. Now, this is quite interesting because uh, you can then base on those ideas or combine them and you you have quite interesting solutions using that. Yes. At some
1: point during our brainstorming phase, Ava became really strict with us. She said, okay, that's it. That's it, guy. Now, I... Show you the 99 solution method, and we meet in 45 minutes here again. So you yeah. go home <laughs> and then you come up with 99 solutions. That's good. So,
2: I'm sorry, but you know, oh, it was fun. My time was limited. <laughs> yes. I had to run. That's why I <laughs> was thinking, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to help, but not now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, oh, if you did, you did, it was good. It was good.
0: But it's important as well that there is time constraints. You have to kind of, yeah. you know, which is a good
3: thing. Sorry, Eric, jump in. Yeah, it was actually this point on the constraint. Uh, this helped the process forward, that uh, this forced us to, to be very sharp, to be effective. And uh, there was also this element of competition, which was insane, because none of us thought about this. It's not important. But nevertheless, the deadline for the competition was very uh, important and the quality of what we delivered and what happened after. And I think without this, <clears throat> we would not have pushed us hard because we got triggered also this like, when you, once you're in a race and you do yes,
0: something,
3: the team, team could really perform. Awesome. I mean, it's, it's, much better than, it went
0: much better than I expected, to be honest. And um, I was getting concerned at the start. So, from the hacked experience, I can clearly see that you enjoy the experience. And what I, can I say that you'd recommend it going forward in the future for even private companies within the organization? It doesn't have to be tech, what we discovered, no? You can learn from this, it's valued to be had from this and also from other associations. Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
3: Yeah, definitely. Definitely,
0: Definitely,
1: yes.
2: Especially for solving uh, complex problems and not so obvious problems. Yes. Mm -hmm. So this is very valuable when you uh, trigger this collective thinking and also this, you know, being crazy about solutions. Yes. So this is very good for it. Awesome. So listen, what's
0: the future hold? Are we going to continue? I know we're going to do a white paper and uh, what you
1: defined. Is there going to be next steps?
0: I mean, are you want to be,
1: if you got to know each other better, I don't know, future? Well, I would personally love to dive deeper into the subject because we only, I would say we scratched the surface. We haven't really spoken about that, if, how we proceed from here. Maybe that's um, it's an idea for the
3: next days. Yeah,
0: definitely. I mean, that you could take it to the next level and actually there a be the formal, informal moment to present to an organization that they could start doing, like you were saying, identifying what are those factors in, in the self-organization, where you are at on that stage, and then how do you go about getting to that self-organization? I thought quite interesting. And especially, I think it's really relevant on the current environment that we're in, because you have to trust people now, and they have, you do need, especially working from home, self-organization is going to play a key role going forward in the future, from what I can see in my experience.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, mm-hmm. listen, interesting. Well, listen, huge congratulations again. Fantastic. Great to meet everyone. Really enjoyed the experience you guys. And, uh, looking forward to China next year, I believe. Hopefully all going well. We might meet in China. And um, just relation to if people want to get in touch with you, maybe, you we start with you, Brigitte. If someone
1: wants to get in touch with you. What's the best way? Absolutely. Email everything. <laughs> LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Okay, just. Okay. <laughs> I'm happy to get involved furthermore. And um, yeah, it was an exciting experience. Awesome. Eva?
2: Yeah, of course. Um, I'm I'm open for, you know, research projects or real-life business projects. Also, you can reach me on LinkedIn. I'm quite active. Brilliant.
3: And finally, Eric? Yeah, I completely agree. And uh, I noticed also at the end we should have put our emails and LinkedIn uh, reference on the presentation. We did did not do it, but we're all open to an no, Happy to engage
0: well what I'll do anyway when I do publish the podcast guys is that I'll put a link to reach your profiles in there and the people can reach out to you directly uh, from there so listen thanks again thanks for your time and uh, we'll talk again in the future Thank, thank you Ken and
1: thanks thank for you. having us.